Welcome to the Fight Shit Podcast, the podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events of the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shit Podcast. I'm Daniel, and again, my co-host again is Mr. Allen. Hello, Alan hello. Kirk. Good to see you. How are you? Good. How was your weekend? I was pretty good. Uh, not not very eventful, but you know, did a lot of yard work. Got the front yard kind of okay. cleaned. Half of the front yard kind of cleaned up. Okay. So on this weekend, I'll do the other half. Kind of hot this it weekend. It was humid. Right? It was really humid. Yeah. So um, you know, hopefully I'll get to, to fit into my size 38s this week. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I sweat all that. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you? How how was your weekend? Uh, you know, I had to make a trip back to Dallas this weekend. I had a, one more fantasy football draft to do on sunday um this one actually went a lot better did it so last weekend uh it kind of reminded me of uh of mike tyson said one time he goes everybody has a plan till they get punched in the face well i got punched in the face who did you pick this week okay so uh this week i actually went with my quarterback ryan fitzpatrick uh nick chubb Okay. For my uh, running back, Derrick Henry for my running back as well. All right. Uh, Terry McLaurin is actually, uh, he's in Washington, so he'll get thrown uh, from uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then then just from there. So that's kind of my starting lineup. All right. You're high on Ryan Fitzpatrick this year? I am because he's at a new team. Yeah. And, you know, he did real well in Miami. Now, it was a back and forth every time for the last couple years. Sometimes they would start him. Sometimes they'd bench him. So I kind of feel with the with a fresh uh, wide receiver core, he's going to have a good year. I think their defense is going to be really good this year. Their defense is going to be real good, so, right? Yeah. So I'm a Cowboy fan, so I'm, I'm kind of scared for that. Are you? Yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, I'm a Cowboy fan, too, and it always seems like uh, Washington comes in and beats us, don't, oh, don't they, every yeah, well, year? Uh, yeah, or, or give us a good game and a good good scare sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But it's coming up, and, and I'm excited for the football season. Yeah. Uh, I, I will have to tell you that football is probably neck and neck with uh, fighting. I yeah. do love fighting, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, because um, we, we had some good fights this weekend, uh, especially UFC on Saturday, and then um, we had boxing on Sunday for, for kind of a change. How do you how do you like uh, boxing on Sunday? Because it's happened a couple times for us now. I, you know what? I like it, especially. But I don't know if I'm going to like it once the football season starts. You know, you, know, you right. have those evening games that you want to watch right. too. So um, maybe that's something they should look into off season, right? In between um, the season, right? And um, but I heard Fox is starting up with their own Sunday night boxing. Too. Oh, yeah, really? So. To maybe combat football i guess so it's wow. like sports one fox sports wow. one that's like not the fox affiliate not the major fox but a fox sports one is so we could have a very busy sunday could, for yeah yeah starting exactly. football. wow yeah, exactly well that's exciting though yeah because that means that fighting in general boxing and mma is catching on and that and i'm excited for that yeah definitely yeah um well you know let's go ahead and get started with the mma recap okay this week, we recap UFC ESPN 30, Barbosa versus Chikadze um, from the USC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. First fight on the card was Jared Mershart versus Mahmoud Muradov in a middleweight division. Yeah, and this was a striker versus su- submission fight, and uh, you could tell uh, what the strategy was when they both came out, you know? Uh, Mershart comes in ranked 29th. He's 2-3 and three in the last five fights. He's coming off a win versus Bertot Fabinski back in April of 2021. Now, Murdov, uh, ranked number 19, 
5-0 and in his last five fights. Uh, coming off a win versus Andrew, Andrew Sanchez. It's a TKO win back at UFC 257. So a lot of people were high on uh, Mahmoud Muradov. And I was too, so I picked him. Yeah, so Muradov, was a, he was a minus 575. He was, I think, the biggest favorite of the night. Yes, it was kind of common sense bit. Right yes, there, right? absolutely. Well, um, probably the biggest upset of the year. Jared Murshart fights off Muradov. And um, his 14-fight winning streak kind of surprises everyone. Yeah, it was surprising. It was unfortunate early in the first round where uh, Murashit had poked uh, Muradov early in that round. Yeah. And so it, it was kind of like, oh, no, I hope this fight doesn't start off like this, right? Correct. But Muradov came back with a knockdown, and it looked like it, it hurt his opponent. But uh, they, they ended up uh, scrapping back and forth and ended the round with it. I mean, it was a good first round, right? Murashit took some great shots from him. That should have even put him uh, again on the ground, right? Yeah. And um, but eventually um, he kind of limped out of the first round, survived the first round. He did, yeah. And then they both came out swinging in the second round. Once Mersha got his uh, opponent's back, he locks in that rear naked choke for the win. It was a nice rear naked choke. It was beautiful. I, again, it was a surprise of the year, probably right yeah. here. Naturally, you're gonna pick the guy on the 14 fight winning streak, I guess, right? I mean, I. I did. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And 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 honestly, he was he lost the first round and he was hurt in the first round. Yeah, so he was. technically it looked like he was gonna lose his fight. He sure did. Yeah. Um so yeah, he sinks in that rear naked choke submission in the second round. What do you think's next for Mershot? Uh well for Mershot, I have him I guess ranked now at twenty fifth. Yes. Um it looks like he is thirty three and fourteen. Um, so I was thinking about maybe um, ranked at 14th, Andre Munoz, who's 21 and four. He has similar record, or at 17th, Brad Travaris, who is 19 and six. I like putting similar records together, but I don't know how that ranking, how you feel about that ranking. Um, you know, I had something similar. I had Duplessis ranked 23rd, and okay. it's kind of co- just two spots above him. But I think it's a nice little matchup. Uh, and I also had Brad Tarvaris. Oh, great. 17th. So um, those are two fights that I would like to see them fight. But I'll have to tell you, that was a great opening fight yeah, for the card. Was. And then you you put on top of it an upset, which just makes it so much better. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a great night. Technically, you really didn't know what to expect for the night because it was um, about three, fi- three bouts that were virtually unknown unless yeah. you were really into the ultimate, ultimate fighter. fighter. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So that I knew uh, for the evening it was going to be an unpredictable night, and uh, I felt like it delivered as we get into more. Yeah, so um, what do you think is next for our loser, um, Muradov? Well, Muradov is ranked 26 now. Um, I went down in the ranks, so I actually looked at Trevor Giles, who's sitting at 29th, 14-3. and three. But if you like going back up with similar records, then coming off a loss is Ian Hinnish at 14 and 5. He's ranked 20th. I looked Who up. Got? I had Puna Soriano ranked 24th. Okay. Um, if we're looking up and if we want something looking like someone from the lower, lower than him looking up, uh, Zach Cummings trying to take his spot. Yeah, I like Zach Cummings. Yeah. Um, it looks like they have similar records too because Zach Cummings is 24 and 7. So, yeah, I like that too. Next up on the card, we had Michael Gilmore versus Andre Petrovsky in the middleweight division. This was another fight for kind of unknowns, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? And I mean, uh, we really didn't have anything. We didn't have any history on these 
guys. And it and it was definitely a slow fight for both fighters at the beginning. I think they were just trying to find the range, and then there were a couple slams and takedowns by Petro- Petrosky. It was it was really good, really good slams. Yeah, Michael Gilmore again not ranked. He was four and one in the art of war cage fighting. Um, he was actually part of the team Ortega in the UFC, the Ultimate Fighter, making his UFC debut. Andre Petrosky, again, not ranked. 3-2 and two in his last five fights. He was, again, another Team Ortega guy fighting yeah. for the um, on the uh, Ultimate Fighter uh, show. Uh, again, making his debut. I think Petrosky, Petrosky looked like he was controlling the action early uh, on with a huge right hand that stunned Gilmore. And then he picked up and slammed it to the ground in, in that same round. Uh, in the second round, it was kind of back and forth and, you know, good trades back and forth. Yeah, and, and uh, Prochowski said in his uh, post-fight, he said, I know I'm a slow starter. I have issues about seven marks. So my coaches uh, decided and they told me, hey, pick up that, pick up your pace in the third round, which he ended up doing. Yeah, he sure did. He ended up picking up the pace, trapping Gilmore on the ground, taking his back, and then um, finally ending it with a you know, rain, of, rain down of strikes to stop the fight. Some vicious elbows. Yeah, this, and that's what it was, a TKO by elbows in the third round with three minutes and 12 seconds. And it was the right call. I, I think the ref uh, gave the opponent as much time as he could, and it was the right yeah, call. Yeah, you, you could tell from where um, Gilmore was done. You know, he, he probably even signal in a way that he's yeah. done by yeah you know I, I feel like whenever you put your hand up and you're trying to protect your face and that's all you can do i think that's pretty much a white flag but they left it all out in that in in that cage i can tell you both of them they sure did did you know they acted like hey I, this is a contract uh, fight i yeah. need to i need to fight for it so what do you think's next for petrosky you know new ufc contract well, Petrosky said that he, that he said after the fight, he goes, I will take on anybody, and you need to tell Jeff Bezos to, that he needs to be ready as he is knocking someone in the orbit. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I am, um, you know, just kind of giving him a, you know, he's not ranked, of course, right now. Um, looking at the rankings, you know, I see a Stolze ranked 69 um, and a Koski 68. So maybe one of those two, two guys, uh, I believe they're on a, two fight losing streak each or just coming off a loss well it's interesting because when i looked up uh, the rankings after that fight they did not have him ranked no. and now he's currently ranked at 54th so, oh wow see i looked at it and i just looked them up today too so yeah yeah, yeah, okay, yeah so 54. they they just put him in there so um but i like both suggestions you said he need he is what now five and one uh, he needs to fight people that are close to similar to his record that is probably new in there and just see where where he stands right now because fighting an ultimate fighter right now doesn't really give you a gauge in my opinion of where you stand in the ufc yeah i mean you, you have to earn your stripes i guess i, I believe in, in my opinion and i'm sure in a lot of the fighters opinion too that are on these rankings um they want them to earn their stripes also yeah and for gilmore uh i'll be honest with you he deserves a contract i i i feel like he did enough during a contract and if he gets one he should just fight someone in the lower tier fighter and figure out where he's at yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he does get a contract um or even get called into the uh, dana white's contender series i don't know is it, i wonder if is that's that a possible thing? yeah yeah because i know that contender series starts this week right and so i don't know maybe i've never heard of it but it's it's possible i've heard of contender series 
participants lose and then come back at the next contender series get a second chance so i don't know well anybody that's in that when you look at the lower uh the lower range of ranked uh, fighters anybody that's fighting in the next month and loses i think he should fight them or hell i think he should fight the loser of the fin- finale matchup that was that was this night yeah. too he could yeah. do that i he don't think do that that's too. a bad thing either yeah I believe they were both the same weight classes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Next up on the card, we have Kevin Lee versus Daniel Rodriguez in the welterweight division. I enjoy watching Kevin Lee. He has moved up in the division, so we're going to find out uh, where he stacks up with some bigger guys. Yeah, Kevin Lee comes in two and three in the last five fights. His last loss was to Charles Oliveira. Daniel Rodriguez is ranked 22nd. Four and one in his last five fights. His notable wins come against... Preston Parsons in July of 2021, and also has a win in, against Mike Perry, also in April of 2021. Well, you could tell both these both these guys didn't like each other because uh, they had a good stare down, and then they both just uh, in the first round, in my opinion, was feeling each other out. And uh, at, at some point in that round, Kevin Lee finally took his opponent down to end the, end the round. You know, um, Rodriguez took this fight on a short notice. I think it was like a 17-day quick turnaround. I like both of these guys. You know, I love watching Kevin Lee, and I've heard of Daniel Rodriguez, and I've seen him fight like three or four times. I'm really impressed with him. I think he has a background in boxing, and it showed. It showed, yeah, right? It like, sure he looked sharp. He did. Right? He, he made sure that his, as we talk about in our boxing segment, you want to make sure your strikes are, are, are precise? He made them. He count. did. He did. He, he landed a couple good shots. Um, landed a really good uh, right that wobble lead with lead with 20 seconds left in the round. So it was one of those that I think if he had a little bit more time, he probably would have got the finish yep. in the second round. Yeah, it was late in the round, and, and, and Lee looked wobbled. Lee wanted to count on his wrestling. He did. And at first round, like you mentioned, he, he put him down, really took him down, really was concerned for Rodriguez and his corner about well, how he's going to deal with the wrestling. Right. Second round, third round, Rodriguez started stuffing these takedown attempts, kept them on the feet. So, um, and it really shows you know, that that was his strong point. Rodriguez really wanted to be on the, his feet. And, um, you know, ultimately... He um, put on a boxing clinic in the third round. Lee felt that that power in that second round. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go back to the basics yeah, and try exactly. to take him down. And, you know, uh, force causes a resistance, and, and Rodriguez is not going to be taken down again. Yeah, so no. It made sense. So Rodriguez ends up with a decision win, 29-28, across the board. So... This was one of those fights for me that I wish there was two more rounds. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so uh, while I was sitting there, I came up with a, a new rule, and I thought I'd run this by you. <laughs> so I wish they would create a rule where both coaches had a card that says one more round and that they can throw it in the ring. So if both of them throw it in the ring, another round is on. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> would it be up to the coaches or the fighters? Because I'm sure the coaches. Well, I'm sure the right. coach are going to ask the fighter, "Hey, yeah. you up for another round?" Yeah. And they and and if they want to do a sudden death round, they just both throw them in. Well, I like the idea uh-huh. of live scoring. Okay. So you know where you're at, right, right there and then. And maybe also you can throw in your card ideas. Yeah. Like, okay, if I'm losing the third round, if I knew I lost the third round. Right. Yeah, it's just a just an out of box thought, but it really at the end of the day, it was so it was a very good I thought for the most part, and even even matchup and two more rounds would have been fine for me. Yeah, I, it was a great fight. I really enjoyed it. I was really looking forward to this specific 
um, fight on the card. Did you have a problem with the, with the de- the decision? No, judges? I um I think it was pretty much tied in the second because first round went to Lee and second round um I think Rodriguez. It was close, but Rodriguez yep. got it, and I believe Rodriguez ended up you know winning the third round with his boxing. Yeah, clinic. I agree with you. Yeah, um, what's next for the winner, Rodriguez? Well, like I always say, I like fat. I I like active fighters, and he is very active. So he is ranked 14 now. What about at number 12, Bali Muhammad, 19 and three? And that's that's what I, I have here also, Bali Muhammad. I think that would be a great fight. I think it would be a great fight, too. a really good fight. Another um, name that I've heard is uh, Neil Magny, ranked number ninth. If we want to go into the top ten. I saw that. Yeah, I thought thought that would be a good matchup. And then I thought, if you went down, how about ranked at 17, Sean Brady, who was... 14-0 14-0 and 4-0 in the UFC. Kind of moving to our loser side, that's who I feel maybe okay. our Kevin Lee should fight is uh, Sean Brady at 17. And see, for me, I think that Lee uh, should have a more um, popular name, I guess. Uh, I like Tim Means. That would be a good fight because everybody knows Tim Means. Yeah. Uh, Alex Morano, who's fighting, I think, this week. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Or how about Carlos Condit? Oh, wow. Yeah. That That'd would be, be a fight. fun uh, fight, right? Yeah, it would be fun, especially with the intensity that Lee brings in this uh, this drive. But then again, we don't know if he's going to stay in this weight class we, or move down. I think he's staying, isn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know for sure. I thought he was moving up because that weight weight uh, cut was just yeah, killing him. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm and sure he's getting was. older, too. So, yeah. But we got we got Kevin Lee with a, a lot of uh, a good fights. It could be potential fights. Yeah, and a welterweight division that's already stacked in the first place. Is. They didn't need Kevin Lee to add to that list. Next up on the card, we have Brady Heinstein versus Ricky Turcos, a bantamweight division bout. Uh, Brady Heinstein again not ranked but he was team Volkanovski on the ultimate fighter Ricky Turcos not ranked and he again is another Volkanovski fighter it looks like he replaced or one of these uh, fighters replaced an injured uh, fighter yeah I want to say they they replaced Gore was his last yeah, name Gore. or something like mm-hmm. that right yeah, yeah. um Another great fight. You could tell that they're fighting for a contract, you could right? Tell. It, was a, it was a great, great fight. Really I, good fight. I mean, they were swinging from the opening bell to the last second of the third round. The pundits or the commentators mentioned, kept on mentioning about Turcos and how he was at the house. Yeah. If I kind of knew that, I probably would have picked him. Yeah. Because he looked like he was a, a very character, his characteristic or. Um, He's charismatic. Charismatic, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, and and Ricky came out aggressive. He had a couple takedowns. He had a triangle temp, arm bars. He was really controlling the action, and it, he was controlling the action from his back. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, he wasn't even on top, so. It was a nonstop war between the two fighters, I mean, that were fighting for, you know, UFC hardware, right, or glassware. Oh, my gosh, crystal. yeah. Um, and contracts to join the MMA's top promotion. You could tell they both were hungry. They both were wanting. Yeah. Uh, I believe Heinstead probably won the first round, um, but second and third round, I believe it was uh, all, even though they were close rounds, uh, I scored him four Turcos. Yeah, and I did I did too. I, I saw those rounds too, but even the third round, they, they were just swinging, punching back and forth, yeah. and, giving and, it all they got. And both, again, I mean, they were very, very close rounds. They were swinging for the fences. Um, both, it was a slugfest where, all three rounds. Yep, absolutely. Came down to decision. Tour shows wins by a split decision, 29-28, 28-29, and 29-28. So we have a new um, ultimate fighter. 
yeah, great fight. Um, I didn't have a problem with the decision. If they would have flip-flopped that and it had been the other way, I would have been fine with it, too. Well, the loser deserves maybe another chance to prove himself to get back into the UFC or um, automatically just get into the UFC and Both fight. Both deserves so. a contract. I've seen worse, yeah. right? We've seen worse oh fighters yeah, right? in there, right? Yep. Um, so what do you think is up next for our loser? Who do you project? Or our winner, I'm sorry. Oh, our winner? Yeah. Well, uh, he is actually sitting now at, at 59th. Um, yep. He's 13-2 and two now. Um, I like the fighter Ronnie Lawrence ranked at 64th. He is 7-1 and 1-0 and and in the UFC. So I'm looking at, again, looking at similar records. Well, I saw Draco Rodriguez sitting there at 57. So okay. somebody that I believe he's also on a, a losing. I, whenever I was looking at these, I'm looking at someone at the losing streak or that has a loss that's ranked low and maybe needs a win or okay. if they lose it's a nice little switch from who's on the roster and who's not on the right. roster. I did put if you want to get a little randy in that division I said uh, how about ranked at 39th Omar Magomedov at 13 and 0 and 1 and 0 in the UFC again oh he's gosh. 1 and 0. Throw that guy in the fire. You know in his career already. Well, I, I kind of look at Ricky looks he looks pretty He looks he pretty looks good. good, right? He looks good. He looks tough. He looks and he just got his black belt also. Yeah. And he was awarded his black belt. So I, I, you know, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, if you want look, to. This ain't Khabib, no. No, it's not. Megadon, so, <laughs> right. uh, but uh, I don't disagree with you. Maybe I am throwing him into the fire. Yeah. But sometimes that's what people need. And sometimes people respond to that. So. Yep. Next up on the card, we have Brian Battle versus Gilbert Ur- Urbina. Uh, middleweight division fight. Brian Battle, again, he's it's another uh, Ultimate Fighter finale here yes. uh, for the middleweight division. He's Team Volkanovski. Gilbert Obina, another Ultimate Fighter, part of Team Volkanovski. And I guess, I, again, I believe one of these were also replacing an injured fighter. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. And I'll tell you, again, it's just another fight where you could tell the contract's on the line. Yeah. Uh, you know, they both came out uh, swinging. But, you know, Ur- Urbina had had battle hurt at one point in this in the yeah, first round. The first round, I mean, it was squarely Urbina. And he was putting on a show. I mean... He put a lot of amazing pressure on him, landing big strikes and a takedown against Battle. Battle even looked bigger than him. He did. And he was really taking him to the ground and, you know, putting on a good uh, fight for the first round. And and like I always say, inexperience, you can tell sometimes there something happens with inexperience. And Urbina did not close out that fight. He, he sure should have done it, and he let Battle back in. You're right. Urbina had several submission attempts in the first, and um, but Battle fought through them off and survived the first round. And in the second round battle showed his dominance with different combinations head kicks and ultimately taking uh, urbina down yeah took him down and got a sub right yeah rear naked choke um and it's unfortunate i thought it was urbina was doing good but like you said some rookie mistakes happened in there and he let him off the hook so did you know that battle was the last pick on team volganasi i did not know that but the last pick um but i've also heard that um kevin gostelum was the last pick on his ultimate fighter and he won the championship too so yeah like 15 years yeah exactly um also it was interesting. Did you see whenever um, Battle's mouthpiece came out and he fought like four minutes, three minutes without a mouthpiece? And they thought it, at one point it went outside, but it didn't, right? Outside and it the did cage? go outside. Oh, it did go outside. Someone threw it back in. Oh, oh they threw it back in. Yeah. If, if, my, if my mouth guard would have went out, I would, I'd stop. I'd go, hey, I need that. Yeah, guard. I need that. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, I think there's too important. much. Yeah, I think there's too much danger in not it's having It's like if, if, you, if your cup fell off. 
do you stop the fight? I'm, I would be. I've, I've seen some guy uh, <laughs> get kicked or something, and his cup, like, went to the side of his hip. Yeah, I saw that, too. Or, so, or it's his butt or something. Yeah. It, it was crazy. I was like, <laughs> okay, stop. Stop the fight. I need that. Um, so what do you think is next for our winner? Well, Battle uh, is ranked 53rd now, and he's now 6-1. and one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give him the 35th-ranked fighter, Jacob Malkoon. And it looks like uh, he is 5-1, and one, I think. I have uh, Sam Alvey, 52. Okay. And also Dustin Stoffels at 58. I guess my thinking is that he just barely got signed to UFC. Yeah. Let's get him started with people that may be struggling, yeah. you know, or that need a win. And I believe both of these do need a win. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, Urbana, he's ranked 61st, 6-2 uh, with the loss. And, you know, I, I just want him to get another fight. I, I think he deserves to have another fight, at least in the UFC, to see where he's at. I mean, if not, then I'm sure someone else will pick him up, like a uh, Bellator or yeah. someone we really appreci- would really appreciate. He's a cagey fighter. Yeah, absolutely. He and he's from Texas. Well, yeah, then he's, he, he's, a, he's a great fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, we come to the main event of the evening, Edson Barbosa versus Giga Chikaiti. It's a featherweight division fight. Edson Barbosa comes in ranked number seven, two and three in his last five fights. He's on a two-fight winning streak with notable wins against Shane Burgos and a win against Dan Hooker back in December of 2018. Giga Chikaiti, ranked number 10, 5-0 in his last five fights with notable wins against Cub Swanson back in May of 2021 and Omar Morales back in October of 2020. Yeah, you know, uh, again, this was another fight where they were both filling each other out early on, but Jacquezi was fine, was getting more comfortable with his range. He was figuring out um, where he needed to be against his opponent. Everyone was talking about how good of a striker Barbosa came was. I think Gigi f- figured him out right away, right away where, you know, how to uh, to fight him. He did, yeah. And and you could tell that the coaches uh, after the first round was telling Edson Barbosa, hey, look, he's finding your range. You need to start controlling that yeah. center. And for the most part of the second round, he started controlling that center. You could tell that uh, Barbosa was uh, trying to find that r- rhythm of Jacquezi. And Jacquezi has, has such an unusual rhythm that he you could tell he's a little perplexed at, at yeah. one point. I think it was just more of a clinic more. He really dominated Barbosa in a surprising way, uh, in my opinion. And then ultimately, he f- got into the range and f- caught Barbosa. Heavy shots. Heavy, heavy shots, shots in the third round, knocking him down. Yeah. And then when he, he got on top of him and that ground and pound was uh, vicious, yeah, the ref had had to call that. And I thought, again, a, a right call. Yeah, I think there was one time, he, uh, I think Barbosa got up and Casey hit him and that's when the ref stepped in. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, it's over. But for me, and and I know you, you were saying that you thought he uh, handled, you know, Barbosa and he had, had a control, but I thought round one and two was pretty even. You think I so? could have given it either way. Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, know. I don't know either. I mean, like I said, I think Chikadze kind of kept his distance, kept yeah. kept it moving, um, and Barbosa just couldn't figure out Chikadze. Yeah. I think Chikadze was all, or Barbosa was also cautious of. Um, what uh, Chikese was bringing to. Yeah, well, <laughs> Chikese, uh he he has eight KOs <laughs> yeah, exactly. out of out of out of uh, thirteen fights. So yeah, you're gonna want to be a little bit hesitant in, in getting in there. 
Yeah, so what do you think is next for Chikadze in a very packed featherweight division? So he is ranked fourth, and he said in his post-fight, where is Max Holloway? (laughs) He sure did. He's like, I'm the best striker in the UFC. And he said if he had his choice, he wants him next. But here's the problem. Mm -hmm. I don't want him fighting Max Holloway next. Jacquezzi should be saying, I am next in line for the title fight, right? I Well, Holloway is fighting Rodriguez, I think, in October or November. So he's already booked for a fight, uh, Holloway. If he doesn't want to wait for the winner of, um, of that, the, for the belt, that, which is um, Volkanovski and, uh, and, and Ortega, Ortega, right? Yeah. If he doesn't want to wait for the winner, which he's kind of close enough to uh, kind of wait it out, right? Yes. Um, but anyways, uh, I think maybe he should fight the Korean zombie. And you know what? I have that on here, too. Um, to, to maybe look at the Korean zombie. But again, I'm, I, if he fights him and loses, yeah. he loses his, his, his line, right? Yeah. In line, right? The other thing is, um, how about the winner of Holloway and Rodriguez? Every one of those fights, I'm going to love fighting, yeah. seeing the fight, right? But this is what I, this is my note. And this is no BS talking, right? Yeah. You're six and oh in the UFC. You call your fight, right? Yeah. I don't understand how fighters have not learned to call another fight if they win. Like, call, yeah. call, call out whoever, right? If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but you're calling your fight. And, hell, if you, if you lose, you at least got the, ch- got the chance, yeah. right? I, I just don't understand. And you got people talking about you saying yeah. that. Did you hear that he called out Max Holloway? You know, or did you hear this and that? So, yeah, you're right. You need to, you need to start promoting yourself. You, you got to start promoting yourself. And, and look, and this goes back to Barbosa. Even if you lose your fight, you still should be calling someone else. You should still be going, hey, I know I lost to the better man today, but I want Max Holloway next, yeah. you know. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that, that these fighters start self-promoting a lot better, in my opinion. Um, so what do you think is next for Barbosa? Well, of course, he moved down to rank number eight. I think a fun fight would be Cub, Cub Swanson at 13. He's never fought him before. I know. That's why I, I, I have that fun. here. Oh, uh, sweet. It a really good f- uh, fight. Uh, Josh Emmett, I have another uh, here. He's ranked number 11. Okay. And another one that I think would be a really good fight is Kevin Cater, ranked six. I like that, too. You know, uh, here's the deal. Anybody that fights Edson Barbosa, that is a great name on your resume, yeah, right? Exactly. But we want to. They need to make no mistake about it. That is not an easy night out. Mm-mm. That whatever, when you get in that ring with Barbosa, he's gonna bring it. So how'd you enjoy this um, card? Love the fight. We had an upset. Yeah. Right. We yeah. had no names that 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 were fighting it for a contract. Debuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main event was perfect. Yeah. And it, and for a fight night. I'd give it a solid yeah. seven. Yeah, exactly. For a fight night, of course. Um, every fight was worth watching. And that, and Absolutely. That, that makes, a, makes a lot of difference, yeah. right? And we had, do we have any decisions? We had two decisions, and the rest were either submissions or TKOs, But right? those decisions, they were swinging for the, la- and there was the last split. second. There was like a split yeah. or, or unanimous, but yeah. really close yeah. uh, decisions. You but. couldn't ask for a better card uh, for a fight night. So now on to the next one. The train keeps moving on, right? Yes, week this 18. weekend. Week 18. Um, now we go to USC Fight Night, Brunson versus Till. Again at the Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. 
let's just go ahead and get started. First fight on the card, on the main event card, uh, Patty Pimlet versus Luigi Venderamini. Yeah, so uh, just so everybody knows, this uh, card, actually, the main card starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, so central, it's be, central Standard Time. Yeah, Central Standard Time. So this is a lightweight fight at 155 pounds. Charles Oliveira is our current champion. Now, Patty, the baddie, Pimblet is 26 years old, and he's 16-3. and three. With five KOs, seven submissions, and four decisions, he is currently unranked. His last fight was a win by submission in the first round, March of this year. And hello, UFC. This is his debut. Now, Luigi, the Italian stallion. Verdermini is 25 years old, and he is 9-2 and two with five KOs and four submissions. He is ranked 41st in the world. His last fight was a loss by decision June of this year and is 1-2 and two in his last three fights. Now, Plimblet is a minus 150. Vendermani is a plus 125. Patty Pimlet from Liverpool, England, representing Next Generation MMA. Like you said, actually, he's one of the highly touted talents coming out of UK. Oh, right I didn't now. know that. So he's really, there's a lot of hype coming in. That's exciting. From, okay. Um, uh, probably the most hype out of a European uh, fighter since uh, Conor McGregor. Luigi Venderamini from Brazil representing Constrictor Team. Um, his last no- notable wins comes against Jess Arari. A TKO win, um, but he's also coming off that loss against Fares Zayam June of 2021. However, Luigi does have two performances of the night. I've heard of Pim- Patty Pimlet. I did a little bit of research on him. He's a young cat, young guy. I think he's like 23. Um, it has a lot of hype coming from him. Uh, from uh, England and making his UFC, UFC debut. Wow. Well, I, I didn't know any of that, so I'm glad you're telling us. Um, and I actually didn't make a uh, I didn't make a selection on this yet. So okay. now that you're telling me this, yeah. uh, I kind of like I, I like the hype. I'm going to go with the hype with uh, Patty. Um, gosh, I, I'll I'll take a decision. I also have Patty Pimlet with a decision. I don't know if he gets that knockout win, which would be crazy, right? Like a storybook crazy um but i'm pretty sure he'll get the win for by decision and i'll tell you i would love if he if he had the a charisma of, of connor too because we need he does that. he has um kind of a what is it's like a standoff kind of a jerky attitude i love it yeah bring so, it yeah and he has like hair from the beatles style kind of hair what yeah just kind of like a uh you know just like a i kind don't know of, it's like that bowl cut kind yeah of, like right? a, yeah just so uh, <sighs> That or sometimes he has like a mullet, and so. this is opening the cur- opening the card. So that's great. Yeah, definitely. Next up on the card, we have Modestas Bakauskas versus Khalil Roundtree in the light heavyweight division. Yeah, so it's a light heavyweight division at two hundred five. Jan Bukowski is our current champ now. Uh, Modestas, the Baltic Gladiator Bukowskis, is twenty seven years old. He's eleven and four, and he has eight KOs two submissions, and one decision. He is currently ranked 31st. His last fight was a loss by decision March of this year, and he is on a two-fight losing streak. Now, Kali, the war horse Roundtree Jr., is 8-5 and five, with five KOs, zero submissions, and three decisions. He is ranked 30th in the world. Now, his last fight was a loss by decision January of this year, and he is also on a two-fight losing streak. 
Now, the Baltic Gladiator is a minus 150, 55, and the War Horse is a plus 130. Modestas Balkauskas is from Lithuania. Um, like you say, he's, he is on a two-fight losing streak, has losses against Michael Alexajeskos. Back a decision loss back in March of 2021, um, and a TKO loss to Jimmy Crute back in October of 2020. He does have one performance of the night, whereas Khalil Roundtree Jr. from Los Angeles, California, representing Tiger Muay Thai, he is also on a two-fight losing streak with his most recent loss against Marcin Parcino back in January 2021. But he does have a noticeable win or notable win against Eric Anders back in April of 2019. Khalil Roundtree also has one performance of the night. Who do you have on this fight? Well, now you're making me switch because <laughs> I kind of like uh, Roundtree in, in his resume a little bit more in the last couple of years. But I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to go with the Baltic Gladiator by decision. I also have Bakauskas as a decision win. And I really like Khalil Roundtree. He looked really good in his fight against Eric Anders. Uh, Anders. Um, he looked very technical. His multi was was uh, very surprising. Um, but then he's lost his last two fights. So. Well, and, and when you look at uh, when you look how they, they're winning their fights, both of them are strikers. It doesn't look like it's going to be a, a, a pound oh, and ground on the ground. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. we should have a good fight on our hands. Next on the card, we have Alex Morano versus David Suada in a welterweight division clash. So this is at 170 pounds. Kamara Usman is our current champ. Now, Alex, the great white Morano, is 31 years old. He's 19 and 7 with six KOs, six submissions, and six decisions. He is currently ranked 28th. Now, his last fight was a win by TKO in the first round, May of this year, and he is 2-2 two and two in his last four fights. Now, David Zawada is 31 years old and is 17-6 and six with 11 KOs, four submissions, and two decisions. He is currently ranked 48th. Now, his last fight was a loss by decision January of this year and is 1-3 in his last four fights. Now, Zawada is a minus 130, and Murano is a plus 110. Alex Murano from Houston, Texas, representing Gracie Bada Woodlands um, MMA. His, he's in his fifth year of the UFC. He's got notable wins against Donald Cerrone. It was a TKO win back in May of 2021, like you mentioned. And he also has a loss against Anthony Perez back in December of 2020. It was a decision loss. He has two performances of the night or fight of the night awards. David Zawada from Germany, from UFD Gym, is in his third year in the UFC. Uh, he's got a notable win against Abubakar Namagomedov back in November of 2019. His notable loss is from against Ramazan Emev back in January of 2021. He also has two performances of the night. Well, I can tell you for this one, um, I like Alex Morano, to be honest with you. Um, um, I feel like he's had some ups and downs in the UFC, but for the for me, and the, you know, when I saw him win his two fights, they were clear, clear-cut wins for me. Um, I think yet yeah, he uh, just didn't perform well in the two losses. Yeah. I mean, when you got a win against Donald Cerrone, yeah, a TKO win right. against Donald Cerrone, you're a serious uh, fighter. That's right. That's right. So, so I'm also going with Murano with a decision win. And I've got Murano with decision, too. Yeah. And next up on the card is co-main event, Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Spivak in a heavyweight division. 
225 to 265 is the pounds for this heavyweight fight. Uh, Francis Ngannou is our current champ. Now, Tom Aspinall is 28 years old, and he is 10-2 with eight KOs, two submissions, zero decisions. He is currently ranked 16th. Now, his last fight was a win by the submission in the second round, February of this year, and he is on a six-fight win streak. Now, Sergey, the polar bear, Spivak, is 13-2 with five KOs, six submissions, and two decisions, and he is currently ranked 12th. Now, his last fight was a win by decision June of this year, and he is on a three-fight win streak. And we have Aspinall at a favorite at minus 260, and Spivak is an underdog at 210. Tom Aspinall fighting out of England. Team Kawabon, Liverpool, in his second year in the UFC. Uh, he has a notable win against Andre Arlovsky. Um, it was a choke uh, back in February 2021. His last loss is going to be back in May of 2016. He has three performances of the night. And interestingly, this is going to be his third fight. He's 3-0 in the UFC, um, but he has two performances of the night. This is a pretty even even matchup, don't you think? Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Sergey Spivak from Moldova, representing Polar Bear Team. He's in his third year. He has notable wins against Alexei Olenek and Toya Tavasa back in May of 2019. He has a notable loss against Marcin Tabura, February of 2020. He does not have any performances of the night, but like you said, I believe the, this is a pretty even fight. It's an even fight, and they both have a resume. They do, they, right? They're fighting. They're fighting some elite fighters. Exactly. Right? Who do you? Expect to win. Okay. Well, everybody knows I like active fighters, and I yeah. like an active fighter on a win streak. So give me Asp- Aspinall by KO in the first round. Oh, wow. Aspinall. Um, I also have Aspinall, but I have him a TKO in the second round. Okay. Well, someone's getting knocked out, apparently. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the main event of the evening, Derek Brunson versus Darren Teal in the middleweight division. Yeah, so this is at 185 pounds. Israel Adesanya is our current champ. Now, Derek Brunson is 37 years old, and he's 22-7 and seven, with 12 KOs, three submissions, and seven decisions. He is currently ranked six in the middleweights. Now, his last fight was a win by decision March of this year, and he is on a four-fight win streak. Now, Darren, the Gorilla Till, uh, 28 years old, uh, 18 and 3, with 10 KOs, two submissions, and six decisions. He is currently ranked ninth in the middleweight division. Now, his last fight was a loss by decision July of last year, and he is 1 and 3 in his last four fights. Now, Brunson is the underdog at plus 155, and Till is the favorite at minus 180. Derek Brunson coming from Wilmington, North Carolina, representing Sanford MMA. He's in his ninth year. He has notable wins against Kevin Holland, Edmund Shabazian, um, and he has notable losses uh, to Israel Adesanya, Anderson Silva, Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero. So you can tell he's been fighting some of the big uh, names in the this division. Elite fighters, yeah, yeah. That's a resume. Yeah. Brunson has three performances of the night. Dermot Till... From Liverpool, England, representing Team Calbon, sixth year in the UFC. He's um, got a notable win versus Kevin Gasolin back in November 2019. He also has wins against uh, Wonderboy Thompson and Donald Cerrone. 
His notable losses come from come against Whitaker, Robert Whitaker, and also losses to Jorge Masvidal and Tyrone Woodley. Darren Teal has three performances of the night. This is going to be a good fight. I think so too. And the the odds makers say it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, because right? it's almost a split. It's almost a pick'em. It's right? almost a pick'em. Yeah, and they're both in the top ten, right? They yeah. bought, both have fought quality fighters yeah. and elite status fighters. So. Um, for me, again, I want the active fighter, and he's on a four-fight win streak, so give me Brunson by KO in the second round. I'm going with Derek Brunson with the decision win. Decision win. Well, and Brunson is actually an underdog, so if I was, if I was a hypothetical better, I'd probably yeah. that would be my upset special for the evening. Which uh, fight on this card are you really looking forward to? The Aspinall-Spivik fight for me. Yeah, that, that one's going to be a really good fight. I'm really looking forward to seeing the debut of Paddy Pimlet. Well, that, you know what? You're right. That's pretty exciting too, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. if we if we're seeing the emergence of a of a young uh, Connor esque fighter, yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. Well, that's going to be UFC Fight Night Brunson versus Till this Saturday from the Apex Center on ESPN Plus. Hopefully, you get to catch that fight. And an, and it's going to be an early afternoon. Yeah. Remember, so it's going to sure be early. You know why they did that? I do not know why they did that. Um, it's because most of these are European fighters, so they um, wanted. And this this card was supposed to be in London. But it was canceled, and so now it's here in uh, in Las Vegas, of course. Um, so they start early so that it can be prime time in England. And that's why the UFC is the number one promotion, right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm still home at night. That's why yeah. I'm not I, I'm not on the payroll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So do we have any uh, UFC news? We do, and uh, you're going to find this interesting. I'm starting out with some f- female fighter news. Okay. How about that? So uh, the UFC has rebooked the, the Amanda Nunes Bantamweight title defense against Juliana Pena for UFC. 269 on December 11th. You excited? Man, I'm really excited. I'm ready, really waiting for this fight. Um, who Right now, who do you think is going to win this fight? Well, the, the fake no BS Allen would pick Pena, but, I, but I'm going to go with the GOAT. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just, I know in my heart it's going to be uh, Nunez, right, to win. Right. Because she's just a dominant force. But if it was a smack talk, you know what? Pena can hold her yeah, own with Nunes, right? She can, she can definitely talk. And then as, as long as we're talking about uh, female fighter news, I got another one real quick. Thug Rose is going to defend her strawweight title against Zhang Wei in, in a rematch at UFC 268. Are you excited for that yeah, one? I'm very excited. I feel sorry for Carla Esparza. Yeah. Because yeah. she's got the shit in the stick. She right? did, didn't she? <laughs> and so, um, I, you know, but she's going to have to wait unless she wants to fight someone else between now. And, but she has to be rooting for Nami Nunez because if Zhang Wei Li wins, then the, there's got to be a trilogy, right? Because uh, it's one and one. And then what does Carla Esparza do? And this goes back to my point. I don't want Carla fighting. I don't want her to lose yeah. her position. She she has earned that. And I think that she just needs to wait this out. And like you said, go Thug Rose in Carla's book. What do you, you got anything? Uh, let's see. Looks like the headline says that Sean O'Malley claims TJ Dillashaw turned down a fight with him. Did you just bring Sean O'Malley up in, yeah, in it again? To. You I had, had to, to, right? I, I actually have another one. Sean oh, you do? So uh, what is Sean, Sean O'Malley doing? So uh, a submission underdog underground fight. Um, I guess it's something on the 
outside of the UFC. Okay, and so he turned it down. Oh, he turned it down. I yeah. wonder if he could. He would have had to get uh, approval probably from Dana White to do that, right? Probably so. I yeah. think so. Um, I don't I'm want. Just, look, Shane O'Malley needs concentrating on the UFC. I don't need him concentrating on submissions and boxing matches and all the other stuff that that go probably gets put in front of him. Uh, another thing on uh, Sean O'Malley, I saw a uh, Twitter uh, post. Someone, a fan, says, "What if what would happen in this fight?" And it was Israel Adesanya versus Sean O'Malley, and Sean O'Malley chimed in and said, "I'd get knocked out in the first round." <laughs> yeah, style bender's gonna crush him. Let's yeah. just be honest. All right, yeah. we we do like Sean O'Malley. I'm a fan of him. He's gonna get crushed. Yeah, not not a fair fight. Um, I, you're gonna find this funny. I'm gonna stick with the female fighters right. <laughs> again. They uh, so. Uh, Carla Harrison, who is with the PFL, and she's undefeated, she says that if she was to fight Aljamain Sterling, the bantamweight champion, that she, that she would submit him easily. Oh that it wouldn't goodness. even be a fight. Aljamain. <laughs> but I will tell you that she did say it in a joking yeah. way. But you have to admit, she's a beast. She is. Right? She is. I can't wait till that fight. To um, Jan Peter Jan versus Aljamain Sterling, so all this can be laid to rest, right? Yes, because all this, all this um, <laughs> putting uh, Sterling down for the way he won his championship, and uh, of course, up to that point, he was losing the fight, but he was losing it respectably, right? But he did, he won the fight, not as respectable, right? Yeah, I I um I don't think I don't think I've made no bones about. Uh, Aljamain Sterling. I'm not a fan of him. I don't like how he has treated his championship brain. So, yeah, I'm with you. Let's get this over with and let's just settle it, hopefully, in uh, a match that's not going to be full of controversy. Well, you got any other news? I don't. I don't. Right, perfect. That wraps up our MMA segment. Let's go ahead and jump into our boxing segment and a recap of pretty much what we're recapping is going to be the pay-per-view on Sunday evening. As much hype as that main event uh, was getting, the undercard was just as good. Yeah, the, the real boxing matches yeah. were the good ones, <laughs> okay, right? And yes. we're previewing three of those. Yes, absolutely. Um, so first up on the preview, we had Charles Conwell versus Juan Carlos Rubio. I thought this was a really good fight. Um, for me, uh, I had never seen Conwell, and I could tell that uh, who the season fighter was, yeah. and, and you could tell that Conwell was on a different level than Rubio. Yeah, Carlos Conwell, ranked number 26 in the world. He's 15-0 coming in. Juan Carlos Rubio, ranked 166, but he was also 18-0 coming in. This was in a super welterweight division. Um, Carlos Conwell, you know, it was an impressive fight in front of his hometown crowd. Um, it only took him three rounds to stop the uh, previously beaten Rubio. He pressured him from the first round on. I yeah. mean, he just uh, he was capitalizing on the experience of uh, or lack of experience for Rubio. And uh, right there early in the in the second round, Conwell caught Rubio with a right hand that just sent him backtracking. It was clear. Rubio was clearly unmatched. Uh, against the more skillful Conwell. You could tell that there was a difference in, you know, both were undefeated, but there was two different types of undefeated right. in there. One that was probably really tested uh, and one that's probably had, again, we, we talk about those Mexican fighters kind of fighting less elite fighters building their resume. And that's exactly what I thought when I was watching the match. I, I remember you always saying, hey, just because they're undefeated and you like undefeated, mm -hmm. there are two different undefeateds. And yeah. the, and the, uh, 
Mexican fighters uh, sometimes have that uh, uh, resume kind of padded. Yeah, exactly. Say that. Exactly. So, um, well, at the end, Conwell gets a TKO win in the third round. What do you think's next for uh, Conwell? Well, he's 16-0, and 0, and uh, for me, I, I've got a couple names. I have got Jared Hurd, who is 24-2, and two, and he's ranked number two at 154 pounds. That's that would be a good fight, Jared Hurd. Jared Hurd's tried to building building himself back up. Uh, I think he's got a couple of losses um, now, but yeah, that'd be a good fight. I have kind of a different fighter, okay. Sebastian Fundura. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I have not. He's six five, and really how big's Conra- Conwell? It's like five nine, five eight. What? Yeah. But Sebastian oh. Fundura is is undefeated <laughs> also, or he only has a draw. That seems like a Big yeah. difference, isn't it? Yeah, he's this guy looks like a praying mantis fighting. Who, who does? A Fundura. Fundura. Yeah, I I uh, recommend you watching some uh, videos, some YouTube of him. Uh, he's just a tall kid. He's a kid. He's like twenty one. Okay. And um, I've seen him last three years. I've been following him, and he's pretty good. He's got some power. Um, but again, he's just outmatched the, as far as his length. No one can touch him. Everyone has to get really close to get into him. And so I don't know. I have him. And what's his record? His record is seventeen and zero and one. Oh, so this would be two more undefeated fighters. Yeah, two but, undefeated fighters. But I kind of feel like, for wrestling fans' reference, I kind of feel like it's the Undertaker versus Ray Mysterio Jr. You know what? That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So That's exactly, I, you know. What it is. So. Uh, I have faith in Conwell. I do. So I guess that would be a, a fun, interesting fight if they put that together. Yeah. Um, another name I have okay. is a Spike O'Sullivan. Okay. And um, also an Austin Trout that's out there. And they're pretty much ranked close. Uh, close together. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching Conwell do- dominate this um, fight. So... Uh, get him back in that ring so I can watch him again. So yeah, you know we'll see what happens with um, with Conwell. How about with our loser? So Rubio, and this is what you say, which is so, which I agree with, and what is wrong in my opinion about boxing. He's now eighteen and one. He's this is his first loss, and it's already a massive blemish on his boxing record. And I don't understand that because, in my opinion, he should just regroup. He's only eighteen and one. Find a fighter and get back in the winning streak. I mean, yeah, I even know? think he's only twenty three years old too. So yeah. Next up for our recap for the boxing recap on the uh, pay per view card, we have Daniel Dubois versus Joe Kusumanu. I am his number one fan now. I love Dubois. I absolutely <laughs> love him. He does everything. I say he does. He is a bulldozer, and he walks in the middle of that ring, and he just keeps prodding forward till he gets what he wants. Yeah, definitely. Daniel Dubois comes in ranked number 19, 16-1. His last uh, win was against Bogdan Dinu. It's a knockout win, second round. Joe Kusumano, ranked number 49, 19-3, 1-1 his last two fights. Yeah, Daniel Dubois showed his dominance, dominance fast and early, putting uh, Kusuma, Kusumano down three times in the first round. And like I say about inexperience and experience, the veteran fighter made sure that when he knocked him down the first time, he, he went right after him again to yeah. make sure that this, this round ended in his favor with a KO. Well, I found it interesting when Kusumano was down, um, he took all nine seconds. To get up That's fair I don't have a problem I mean, with that I, I, Normally I don't have a you, problem with that If you really want, I think If you really yeah. want to fight You're going to pop right back up If you feel like You're not hurt uh, Or you don't want to show That you're hurt Pete, Those those guys 
pop right back up. And I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah. You're right. But he didn't want he didn't want to look like he had already given up, which we could have argued he probably he, already yeah, did. After right? the first one, I think he he was like, "This is too. I can't do this. This yeah. is a different level." Yeah. And again, Dubois first round KO, first round. His last fight was a second round KO. Not surprising. Not surprising. No. So I feel bad for him because he does have that one loss against Joe Joyce, which again, there's nothing to hang, you know, hang. But your it was on. an eye poke. Yeah. Or yeah, and uh, he messed up his eye, right? So yeah. you know, and he already knew that he wasn't um, going to last in that fight. What do you think is next for um, Daniel Dubois? I want him shooting for the stars. So I want him to fight the winner of Joshua and Usyk. That's what I want. Wow, yeah. That's that's um that's shooting for the stars. And I don't think he should I, I again he should have called that out on his post fight and, and I think that I don't want him losing his position in line, so just wait for that one next well, month. I mean he is ranked the number one contender yeah. in the WBA for Joshua's WA belt, um, which Usyk and Josh will be fighting for later on in October, I believe. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's not really shooting for the stars. It's just a natural progression of his career. We just feel like the stars because it's so hard to, to see any of these heavyweights fight at this point. I mean, there's always ne- negotiation and mm-hmm. re- rematch clauses. And, you know, I mean, Fury and Wilder's coming up, too. So, you know, I feel like he's shooting for the stars, but you're, you're clearly right. He's already number one, right? But do you think he's ready for Anthony Joshua? Probably not, but I'm learning more about Joshua, as I've said in the previous po- uh, podcast, that I'm learning more about him because it, at one point I just didn't think he was a great fighter. Yeah. He clearly is a great fighter. Yeah, he's a good fighter. Yeah. Um, but do you think Joshua's going to get past Usyk? I mean, Usyk's man, a tall task. He's, he is a tall task. This I mean, is, Usyk no was slouch. a unified the light heavyweight. Yes. Come moving up a weight. And right off the bat, it's going to try to get a uh, unificate. Well, a um, a championship belt. We always talk about okay, he's eighteen and zero. This this guy's fifteen, sixteen, eighteen and zero. Is he ready? Usyk is a different type of ready, I believe, for yeah. Joshua, and I think he is ready. I don't know if Daniel Dubois is ready just yet. But I like the way Daniel Dubois fights, and yeah. he puts pressure on his opponents. And I think that that's going to be an interesting fight, putting pressure on Joshua, because I think that Joshua doesn't like pressure. I think he likes to control the fight, and I think it's going to be an interesting style fight. I have a Luis Ortiz. He's a seasoned veteran, uh, thirty-two and two. Uh, a nice little stepping stone of gauge of where you're at. Because if um, Luis Ortiz has losses against, his only two losses are against Deontay Wilder, and that's it. And uh, another person I have here, if he's not already booked, is Andy uh, Andy Ruiz. Okay. I when you, when you said the previous fighter, I thought, well, what about Andy yeah. Andy Ruiz? Yeah. That, that may be a good fight too. Yeah. But, man, I think Danny Dubois is walking through Andy. I, I just do. You know what? You, you may not be wrong. But I would love to see that fight, too. I just, for me, let's let's not derail Danny in, in his line. So, uh, exciting fight, though, right? Coming yeah. up for him. And finally, on the um, preview uh, or review of the boxing uh, pay-per-view on Showtime, we have Amanda Serrano versus Yamalith Mercado in the featherweight division. We had a female title fight. Sure did. Amazing, and 
Serrano lives up to the hype. Yeah, Serrano, the WBO, WBC, and IBO champion, ranked number one in the world, 41 and one, but has had not lost, has not lost since April of 2012. So almost a 10 years since oh, she's, yeah. she's lost. Yamalik McCardo comes in ranked number two, five and zero oh in his, her last five fights. McCardo stayed in there. She was tough. She, she showed was her tough. toughness. A Mexican. Tough, the, yeah, right? Mexican, you know, warrior came yeah, out of her. Yeah. Um, Serrano was dominant the whole bouts, right? Dominant. She won she every was. single round. But everyone expected her to put out Mercado. And Mercado just hung in there, showed her toughness, gave a couple good shots to yeah. Serrano, but nothing that really put Serrano in, in danger. Yeah, and I'm not right there with every, every other uh, person out there that thought Serrano was going to get a, a knockout win. Serrano... She pressures pressures her opponents, and the volume that she puts out for strikes, I mean, it is really surprising this went all the way to the distance, you know? One thing I really loved about Serrano was those body shots that she would oh. focus on. Some oh, brutal. Terrible, brutal, brutal. Brutal body shots. Um, and you could tell it took a toll about midway through the, the, the fight where uh, she wasn't wanting any more of those shots. Yeah, exactly. Finally, uh, Serrano opened up a cut uh, underneath the eye of uh, Mercado, but it went the whole distance with Serrano winning with by unanimous decision in, in the end. Yeah, uh, Mercado earned a, a fan that night because she yeah. she was she's tough as nails. I mean, she only I think I looked at the rankings today. She only went down one rank, one spot. She should three. Yeah, I mean, she she should only go down one. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is next for our champion, our three-belt champion? So I wrote in my notes that I'm going to tell you that Serrano um, is probably one of the best female fighters out there right now. It's going to be tough to find her equal. Um, but a name that I think don't, that would give her a test is going to be Katie Taylor, who is 18-0 at 135 pounds, so she would it's have to go up. up. Yeah. But... Katie Taylor is the unified champion at, at lightweight. So that would be a fun, interesting fight, especially if all the belts were on the line. I like that, especially because, you know, I do have a name here. I have an Erica Cruz. Okay. Um, WBA belt and what? champion. Same division. Okay. So she would unify all the belts. I would love that. If she won that. Or, or she would unify that. Or another belt holder in that same di- division is an IBF uh, champion, Sarah Mafond. Um, she has the other belt. So if she were to fight one of these, she can get another belt in her weight division. But does that become boring sometimes? You know, you're the champion in that weight division. You fought all the elite that wanted to fight you. Because I don't know if Erica Cruz has ever wanted to fight Serrano. I don't know if Sarah Mafond has ever wanted to fight Serrano. Um, and it's natural to either go up. Uh, in weight and maybe have another challenge. Well, we see it all the time, right? Yeah. I, I mean, both in boxing and MMA, where, where the champions get bored. I mean, sure do. look at uh, Israel Asanya. Um, he went up in uh, to lightweight to, to challenge for that champion. You see, you know, uh, Canelo in boxing. They, you know, he, he goes up and down all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them do it, right? What do you think is next for um, Mercado? She's a tough Mexican fighter. She's earned my respect. So, and her last loss was 2018. So, pick a fighter, and and I'm gonna watch it. I have a Daniela Bermudez who's ranked number two now. So, someone that jumped her, fight her now. You know, and then maybe maybe if um, Serrano moves 
to another weight class and she relinquishes her belts, maybe they could fight for a championship belt. Well, whoever they fight, they better come and bring it because she is not going to go down easy. Um, so what did you think about the main event of the pay-per-view card? Well, we know how I feel about the Pauls. Um, I would say that Jake Paul mm-hmm. has some really good coaches. He yeah. seems to be getting better by by the by the boxing match. Yeah. Um, I feel like he finally uh, fought somebody that had some street cred. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. For me, you know what? I I'm not afraid to say it anymore, but I think Jake Paul's kind of a boxer now. You know well, that he kinda, are you? Yeah, okay. I think he's, you know, maybe not. He needs to fight a boxer to be. And I don't think he's interested in that. I don't think he's interested in doing all this legwork of going into the WBA, WBO, going into WBC or anything like that to fight, move up the ranks. He's not. That's not. You don't make money that way. He's making money his own way. And you know what? If that's the way, if he's going to make more money fighting a, a celebrity than fighting an actual champion fighter. You know, I think that that's what he wants to do. I don't see him going the route of... I don't think we'll ever see him ranked three in the WBO. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I think the fact of the matter is he hasn't fought any professional boxers exactly. yet, right? Yeah. He's fighting, uh, P, uh, he's fighting fighters that have some of a, of a boxing skill. No, he's helps. fought one fighter, Woodley, right? As far as that has someone boxing skill. You, the you other fights are going to be like another YouTube guy. Okay, but you don't. NBA guy. Right. And, and Askren. Askren was not a, a, a fighter fighter. He was a grappler. He, yeah, yeah. You know, he he would he would have killed him if they went to the wrestling. Well, race. look, you, you're absolutely right in, in that he has some boxing skills because uh, in my notes, I said, look, he, he's been trained yeah. about the importance of jabs, yeah. right, and body shots. And he clearly in this fight said, hey, I, I don't need to have a one knockout power punch. Mm-hmm. I just need to keep him at bay and use these jabs and, and body shots because they're important to boxing. Yeah. And I think his coaches did a, did a lot better job that night uh, using the boxing skills because Woodley, he looked to me like he was still in the slump that he had at the end of his MMA career. Didn't, yeah. didn't you think yeah, that? Yeah, I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting more hands. Um, of course, you know, throwing his hands. No Nothing hands. happened. Nothing happened. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And he, okay, I guess we give him credit, uh, Logan or um, Jake Paul credit. He can flinch. And every little flinch that Paul had, Woodley bit on it, and he just stopped moving towards him. And he's, but Jake Paul was, was the bigger bigger fighter, oh, too, as well, right? I mean, huge, he was yeah. huge, right? Yeah. But, you know, like you are saying, Tyron Woodley, had, he was never attacking. Never. It always seemed like he was attentive to the flinching, and he was not throwing enough strikes. And it's interesting that you say about coaching. I mean, he Paul has some good coaches. I mean, he they were on point of their assessment. Yeah. Um, but then Woodley's coach side, I don't know if they ever really told him that you're actually behind or you, you're losing the fight. I again, I'm just miffed at the at, at now we have a former elite world champion MMA fighter from the US, UFC and if you saw his resume yeah. he fought some elite fighters and somehow he looked lost in a boxing ring I don't understand I just don't understand Yeah. and so is it my ignorance of boxing skills or or what I, I don't I guess it goes to the question does 
martial arts skills translate over to boxing better or does it do boxing skills translate over back to MMA better like who would have a better time an MMA fighter going to boxing or a boxing fighter going to MMA who would find more success I think that that question is still unanswered. Like, I thought I had it answered a month and a half ago when Anderson Silva mm-hmm. beat a quality yeah, exactly. boxer, right? I thought the, the, the question was answered. We can get over it. Yeah. I now feel like we're back at square one. Yeah. I have no idea. Exactly. I, I really, really thought the boxing skills have been getting better in the MMA, but every time I see an MMA fighter go over to boxing, it just seems like they're lost in that ring. Yeah, we'll see with them um, in September 11th when uh, Vitor Victor Belfort fights uh, De La Hoya. Here's the difference between that fight and this fight. This fight, the boxer only is 4-0 and, and is maybe third, third year in, yeah. in, in learning boxing. We have a legit world champion, Oscar De La Hoya, yeah. who has studied what I'm, I guess I'm learning is the sweet science of boxing against a former MMA fighter who I don't think has near the, maybe the equal boxing skill of Woodley. So maybe I, I kind of feel like Oscar. I mean, this he I know he's 50, but you don't lose those skills. Yeah, you, you know, they may be a little skill. slower, but yeah. you're not going to lose those skills. So yeah. well, I'll we'll probably see. be more confused after that fight. Yeah, too, right. We probably will be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you enjoyed the uh, the rest of the, the whole pay-per-view as a whole, right? Pay-per-view was great. Uh, I'd probably get a, give it a seven. I mean, it was seven. really good. But yeah, it was. Yeah, and I, and I gained some more respect for some uh, boxers as I've uh, watched them a couple times now. Correct. Well, then let's move on to this week's fights. Um, looks like the Zone has a huge, um, huge card on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. Well, they're still in the weekend. For yeah. This weekend, right? Yeah. First up, we have Connor Ben versus Adrian Garnados, live from the Yorkshire, UK, on the Zone app. This is a welterweight uh, bout. Yeah, so this is a 12-round welterweight division bout at 147 pounds. Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence Jr. are some of the champs. Now, it is uh, Saturday, uh, September 4th uh, in the United Kingdom, and it's for the WBA Continental Walter title. Now, Connor, the destroyer Ben, is 24 years old, and he's 18-0 and 0 with 12 KOs. He is currently ranked 20th in the world. Now, his last fight was a win by TKO in the first round April of this year. Now, Andre Tiger Grandiose is 32 years old, and he is 21-8-3 with 15 KOs. He is 55th in the world, and his last fight was a win by decision May of this year. Now, Ben is a minus 2,400, and Grandiose is a plus 1,220. Did you say 2,400? I said a minus 2,400. That's crazy. No, you have to no, bet $2,400. No, uh, yeah. So if you bet $2,400, you win 100 I didn't realize he was that huge yeah. of a... Yeah, wow. but well, he's undefeated. He's sure your is. he's he he's your favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. Connor Ben from Essex, UK, um, right outside of London. Uh, notable wins come from come against Samuel Vargas back in April of 2021 and Sebastian Formella um, back in November of 2020. He has again no notable losses. Adrian Granado, Granados, 32, comes in from the from Woodland Hills, California. Notable wins for Granados comes against Arturo Cario with TKO win back in February of 2021. Notable losses include Robert Easter, Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, 
Agent Bronner. So he's had a couple. That's a resume. Yeah, it's a pretty good resume. Yeah. Losses, of course. But I think this is a reason why he's fighting Conor Ben. Exactly. I believe he's a gatekeeper. I think he is, too. I agree with you. And so who do you have, Winnie? Well, uh, the odds makers are usually right, and at minus 2,400. 24, uh, that blows my mind. Does it blow your mind? So I am drinking the undefeated record Kool-Aid by my co-host, Daniel. And so I'm going to sip on and go with Ben by TKO in the third round. I'm glad you like I hope you like the flavor because it's the same for me. <laughs> Is it? Connor Ben with a decision. Decision? You I think this decision. guy's going to hang with him? I do. Why? I do. Why? What makes you think that? I think because he his resume, his resume. Yeah, I didn't know his resume. Well, so the you're thing is right. that um, he's he's only been knocked out by Danny Garcia, and okay. so, so he went to decision with Adrian Bonner and Sean, Sean Porter, Porter Robert Easter. Wow. So I think that's what made me decide and, a decision. And how? And the TKO does it even say when he got knocked out at all? Do we need when know? he got knocked out? Yeah. In Danny Garcia. He, um, I, I think that was in 2018. Okay, 2018. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, it should be a good fight. It's going to be a great fight. Yeah. And on the same app, on the same night, um, but this time in a different city, uh, we have another fight in the U.K., this time in Leeds. Uh, it's a featherweight bout. Josh Warrington versus Mauricio Lara. Yeah, so this is a 12-round featherweight division, 126 pounds. Kid Galliad and Emmanuel Narvate is the uh, some of the current champs. Now, Josh, the Leeds Warrior, Warrington, is 30 years old, and he is 30-1 and one with seven KOs. He is currently ranked eighth in the world. Now, his last fight was a loss by TKO in the ninth round, February of this year. Now, Mauricio Bronco Laura is 23 years old. And he is 23-2. and two. He has 16 KOs, and he is ranked 7th in the world. Now, his last fight was a win by TKO in the ninth round, February of this year. Now, Warrington is a favorite at minus 175, while Laura is an underdog at plus 125. Josh Warrington comes in 4-1 in the last five fights. Last fight was against Mauricio Lara, where he's trying to avenge this fight now, this loss. Um... He has notable wins against Kid Galahad, uh, Carl Frampton, and Kiko Martinez. Wow. Mauricio Lara from Mexico City, he is an orthodox fighter, 5-0 and in his last fights, but he's actually on a 12-fight winning streak with 10 of those fights ending in TKOs. Um, his last bout, again, was against Josh Warrington, which was probably one of the upsets of the year in February this past year. So it's... So it's uh, going to be kind of a, a rematch of, um, like I said, one of the upsets of the year. And here's the thing. A lot of times a rematch doesn't happen in the same year. I mean, it is hard-pressed to get them to, to, to fight each other in a two-year or three-year period. So we are very lucky to get this get this fight back. Yeah, sometimes uh, I think it's just a testament to how hurt um, Josh Warrington was with the fight because he lost, he lost his undefeated record, right? And um, I believe a, a belt. Yeah. And uh, now he wants everything back. Yeah, and I and I saw a uh, article come out in this last week that said Warrington is very very hurt. I mean, it, it really damaged his yeah. his psyche, and and he feels like uh, it was a fluke, whatever you want to call it. And he's ready to to take back what is his, in his opinion. Well, can you imagine thirty and zero, and then gets gets outclassed, TKO'd. In that, uh, in his last fight, after thirty fights, yeah, that, yeah, to a guy that, 
looks to me like he's already had two two losses. Two so losses, it wasn't yeah. like it was an undefeated. No, gosh, you know, yeah, probably going to be a tune-up guy, right? And, yeah, and I yeah, and I don't think Warrington feels like Lore is even in his class or yeah. his level. So yeah, that. That's a must. I want to get that win back. Right? So how about your prediction? Oh, I, I think Warrington's going to even the score, and I think that what's going to happen is going to be a great battle in the trilogy fight because they're going to do another one. I just think so. By decision, though. By decision. Okay. Well, I have Mauricio Lara, seventh round TKO. What? Yeah. My thinking is, um, man, this guy's on a streak. A 10... 12 fight winning streak 10 of those TKOs Of course they're not against A George uh, uh, Josh Warrington uh, Caliber But I mean When you're streaking You're streaking Well and they also Always say that Usually um, If you, if the fighter Wins the first fight More ch- more often than not The second fight Usually goes the same way yeah. So um, I mean I just think um, Maybe Josh Warrington's Got He's This guy's living Rent free in his head Right now um, He is Lara's li- living rent free yeah. In his head yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a great like fight. That, that, that is going to be uh, probably uh, one of the best fights. Could possibly be the second half of the year. It should be. I mean, uh, if, if anything, um, it's going to be a great weekend for boxing. This whole card on the DAZN app is going to be great. There's also a Katie Taylor's fighting on this. Katie uh, Taylor's fighting? She's fighting. I on did this, not know on that. This card. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Well, the great news is it's going to be a, a, a great card. Yeah. The bad news is I saw in September they're going to raise our prices with the zone. So oh, no. not too excited about that. But I, w- I will have to tell you, this is one of the few times that I, I can say to you that this company is putting on some quality fights for, for the money. Um, well, that wraps up this weekend's boxing events um, that we're going to cover. Uh, do we have any news? Yeah. So just late breaking today. Oscar Valdez tested positive for yep. a Banduric. God, that hurt me. Was that painful for you? Yes. I was waiting for this Oscar Valdez fight. Hopefully the, the B sample comes back negative and that this would be uh, blowing in the wind, but we'll see. Yeah, and, and it didn't hurt me as much as you because I didn't know the story behind it. But when I read the article, I'm like, so they're actually talking about not only possibly a suspension, but also stripping him yeah. of his WBC 130-pound strap. I mean, what do you think of that? Uh, that? That was a hard-earned strap, too, because he fought Miguel Burchelt um, back in February, I believe. And uh, it was a great fight. It was one of those wars that back and forth, a lot of, lot of um, big shots. So uh, it's, it's sad to see. And, uh, Oscar Valdez do that. And if you don't, if you if you put more salt in this clearly bad wound, this literally wrecks his unification fight that he was possibly going to have between Jamal Herring and Shakur Stevenson. So, like this whole thing has just blown up in his face. The other thing I have in news is, and it happened last week actually, uh, after we actually. Uh, uh, we did our podcast, is Gervonta the Tank Davis vacated his WBA Super World 135 title. And so now it leaves him with the WBA 135 and the 140 regular straps. What do you think about that? Um, you know what? I don't think he could make weight anymore because he's a, he's a tank, of course. You know, he's, right. he's a big guy. I kind of expected that he was going to go ahead and uh, move up in weight. Yeah, so that, now they're, uh, I guess the Showtime president, Stephen Espinosa, 
has already made it known that he's that uh, Gervonta could possibly be fighting Rory Romano at 14-0 with 12 KOs. Do you think Romano can hold up against Davis, though? Because Davis no. is an elite fighter, man. He he is strong. I don't think so either. I don't yeah. think he can. Uh, I, don't, I think it would be a good fight, similar to that Barrios fight with Tank Davis. Yeah. Uh, Romano is built just like a uh, Mario Barrios. Yeah. Um, I did have one here. Let's see. Yeah, it uh, looks like um, we have a fight set or a date set for uh, our next Shakur Stevenson fight. Oh, we it's do? It's going to be set for October 23rd on ESPN against Jamel Herring. It's going to be good, it's right? It's going to be a great fight. This is going to be for Herring's uh, title, I believe. Herring will be defending his WBO Junior Lightweight title against um, Stevenson in Atlanta, Georgia. And it's in, in, in October. October 23rd. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be a great fight. And if I'm picking already, I, I've been a Shakur Stevenson fan. Yeah. So I, And he's undefeated, so I'm drinking that Kool-Aid. I'm, I'm all about him. I don't know, man. I, no? Jamel Herring's pretty good. I um, thought you were a fan of Stevenson. I love you? Stevenson. I thought I you were, Stevenson. yeah. 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 Um, but you've seen Jamal Herring, and I haven't. Yeah, I've seen Jamal Herring. And is he good? Too. He's pretty good also. Is he? Yeah. I'll probably have to wait to see what the odds look like. Is it too Maybe. soon for Shakur? Because I think we talked a little bit about uh, his last fight. I think uh, he didn't put his his uh, opponent away, and I think he, he, we could see a little inexperience. So do you think it's too fast for him? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I think the last fight he was uh, he moved up in weight class, and that was his first fight in that weight class. Okay. And so now this is going to probably be his second fight in his weight class. Um, now, I don't know. Regardless, it's going to be a great fight. Yeah. And it's going to be on ESPN also, so ESPN Plus. So it's wait, 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 wait. It's going to be a title fight, and they're going to give it to us on ESPN app? Yep. That is great. The way it should be, right? That's the way it should be, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all I have. Okay. So let's look at, again, I start off the, the tournament. Um, on a bad foot. You start off the season like having to claw your way back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just seem to do that. And yeah. and this week especially because we literally almost picked the whole card different. Yeah, you know? we sure did. Yeah. So the way we ended up is uh, we ended up with Daniel going 2-4 and four in the <laughs> MMA, 3-0 and oh in boxing. So you have five wins. And I went 5-1 and one in MMA and 3-0 wow. and oh in boxing. Uh, my only miss was Lee yeah. uh, with eight wins. And for our players, yeah. so we had six players that are awesome. going to be in our system, right? Sweet, yeah. And uh, we may not highlight every one of them this week, but this first first week I'll just tell you where everybody's at. So we have uh, Dan. He's mm-hmm. he's uh, he's in behind right now at three. We have Omar at four, tied with Brian at four. Uh, we have Dom and Lynn at five wins now. Okay. And we have Shannon at six. Yes, oh a goodness. female is beating all the men. So oh, uh, we, we love females winning, but men, we're going to have to pick up that <laughs> pace a little right. bit, all right? Yeah. We don't want her getting way, way in the lead. But thank you so much for all you guys for playing. Make sure uh, you guys uh, on Friday comes out. We'll send out another pick sheet, and we'll keep going. Yeah, definitely. And check out our website or our Facebook page where we're going to be posting the um, trophy that yeah. we're going to be giving out at the end of the the tournament. The tournament, yeah. It's, and uh, maybe we'll have a few other things for that winner. But, yeah, uh, keep uh, keep making those picks for us. Thanks so much. Well, this week I'm definitely going to 
catch up, I guess. You are, right? I mean, we have a few different ones, right? A few, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but not enough. <laughs> the one that's very interesting, though, is normally we do not pick differently on boxing, mm -hmm. and we picked one that's different. So that's exciting. Yeah, that M Lara versus uh, yeah. Warrington. Yeah. That's what, yeah, we'll see. Um, got anything else? That's it. All right. Well, that wraps things up. Um, thank you to everyone that continues to listening to our show. We appreciate it very much. Thank you for um, downloading us, making us a part of your weekend. Um, we hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's fights and predictions. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, that's it for this week. I'm Daniel. I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone, and keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you all next week.